the strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the force of forces with me. Now witness the firepower of this fully armed and operational battle station. We'll use the force. That's not how the force works. Well, let's start somewhere. Welcome to the KyberCast. This is episode number 178, recorded April 19th, Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. My name is Joe Becker. I am one half of the KyberCast team. With me, as always, is... Well, my name is Michael Diaz. Michael Diaz. We are we are just recording crazy, man. This is like three and two days, two weeks, so... I know. Finally Which makes up for the fact that we only did one in March. Right. Well... April showers. Um, what does that mean? I don't know. Just showering everyone with our podcasts. Uh, just start off with a non sequitur. Exactly. It makes no sense, but it's all good. This is uh, going to be a special episode because we're going to we're recording on Wednesday, which means Picard has not come out yet. So we're not getting a two for this week. We're going to concentrate on the Mando season finale series finale. Season finale? Season Who finale. It's definitely the season. No. Favre, right, we're not talking about it yet. We're not talking about it yet. We'll talk about it later. We'll lead him in. Um, let's jump right into the news. Michael has some news in there, and we'll start with his news. I got two bits of Star Trek news. Uh, so the long. That's about all it's worth is two bits. Just kidding. <laughs> that was good. Um, uh, so Star Trek news. Two bits. Two bits. The long gestating Section 31 show that I think they announced in 2019, almost four years ago. I think a lot of people were starting to think, is this still going to happen? I mean, Michelle Yeoh has now won an Oscar. Yeah. Like she's going to slum it on Paramount Plus again. Well, guess what? She is. Yeah, you know, it's not slumming it, but I know what you're saying. Well, it's not. It's not. But she is now an Oscar winner, so... Look at it this way. I think what's happened in television has changed the way actors think about things. I never would have thought I've seen to see Harrison Ford in any kind of series. And he's oh, yeah. That's yeah. 23. I think that the streaming era is, is bringing... And, she, and she's had that role before, so I think it's... um, She can explore it further, right? So, oh, yeah. And she probably enjoys it. And you know what? Actors like to act. You know, people. Some people approach it as a gig, and they do the best they can. And some people approach it in some highbrow nonsense, little stupid, like you know, Shakespearean bullshit. It's all bullshit, anyways. So <laughs> we're just being bullshitted. It's all fake. It's all. It's this all, episode brought to you by the Broadway Theater Guild of Grand Rapids. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> this right. joke. We're not sponsored. No, at all by anybody. Even if you want to, <laughs> we'll get to that. So. I, I don't know. I thought, you know, she got such criti- critical acclaim for everything everywhere all at once. And then she actually, she won the Oscar. I thought, I if you had told me three weeks ago, I would have said, you're full of shit. This show is dead. Well, the show is dead. However, they're doing it as a straight to streaming film. Feature length film, section 31, starring Michelle Yeoh. And they've announced that, uh, well, not really announced, but... Uh, they basically kind of said, um, yeah, we're going to do one of these streaming films every couple of years now instead. And why not? It's, I mean, you throw a little bit more money into it, but it's about the length of two episodes. So, you know, episode cost each probably adds up to quite a bit. So basically you pay what, a little bit more than two episodes and you can call it a movie. Well, or you put more into it and special effects are better and, you know. Right, right. They'll do that, but I, I'm still saying that two episodes well, are probably You, you don't know they'll do that. We'll wait till the execution. We'll see. But like like Picard's eight episodes, they could, you know, pay half as much into a movie and maybe get more critical acclaim. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe, but maybe, maybe, maybe. Star Trek Section 31 coming in a while. Well, good. I mean, listen. At least Paramount's doing something with the franchise. I don't know if all Trekkies like it. I'm not, you know, I'm not in that culture. I don't read, I don't go to the YouTube stuff and watch Star Trek 
um, reviews or takes. Uh, I don't even know if Michael does, but I, you know, with the, hopefully, the, no, I don't know if you watch all the Star Trek stuff. You've never really no, mentioned anything. No, no, no. I, you know, all I watch is Screen Crush with Ryan Airy. Well, this show is not sponsored by Screen Crush. So when they when they say something about our show, I'll say something about their show. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't think they sponsor anyone. I'm kidding. So, uh, no, I don't watch any of the, I don't go to any of like the real Star Trek, you know, criticism sites. I, I, not that I go to the Star Wars ones, Star Wars, Wars ones either. God, I can't speak tonight. Um, but I'm excited. I mean, Section 31 is cool. Um are you familiar with Section Thirty One? I am not. Uh, basically, it's it's the Black Ops of the Federation, the CIA. The CIA. Yeah. Okay. Is it going to turn into like uh, CIA Miami or CSI Miami? CSI. No, CSI, <laughs> CSI is special completely ops Vulcan special ops. <laughs> no, they do this. They do the dark and seedy stuff. Uh, they've shown up before. I think the first time they ever showed up was in Deep Space Nine. I could be wrong, so please, if I am, let me know. But the, I think they showed up because of a uh, temporal incursion where events happened on Deep Space Nine where they went back in time and Section 31 came to investigate. But Got it. we saw Section 31. They were basically the, the bad guys in, uh, well, Control was the bad guy in Season 2 of Discovery, the AI, but it was created by Section 31. Got it. When when are they saying the release of this might come out? Um, you know, you know, I had it on the tip of my tongue. I don't know. It's I would not expect it to at least twenty twenty five. That's my gut telling. Okay, me. fantastic. What else? Let's move on. The only other bit of Star Trek news today, uh, released today. So by the time you hear this, it's probably going to be a day or two old, if not longer. But we got our first full trailer for Strange New Worlds. Coming this June. It was good. I watched it. Um, No surprises, but they're definitely doubling down on the feel of the season one. Yeah, and that's fine. They're also doubling down on Kirk, and I don't want any fucking Kirk in this. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. It's going to fuck everything up. I Okay, so I, I know I just said I don't go to any Star Trek sites. There are a couple of geek sites I read, and I did. Uh, I, I found the trailer by looking io9.gizmodo.com. Yep. And I read their thing, and they basically said the same thing, and I agree. Fuck Kirk. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like Kirk. Okay, he had his time. I, I like. Uh, I like the J.J. Abrams version of Kirk. I like the original version of Kirk. We don't need a third Kirk. Okay, we want to see this crew five years, whatever it is, before it becomes the original series on Enterprise. Or, you know. The, so the big question is, are they doing this so that they go and reshoot all the seasons of Star Trek? Or all the shows of the original Star Trek and just reuse those scripts? God, that would be cheap. But hopefully they're not that... Oh, God, they'd be so Well, happy. it doesn't make it cheap. It makes it a little lazy. I mean, if you reshoot it in a, in a modern way... I, I'm trying to be positive here. Like... I don't know if they do that because they've already gone back and they've taken all the original series episodes and gone back and redone all the special effects and whatnot. Why would you reshoot the original series unless... I, I don't know. Why would you make fucking Little Mermaid live? Why would you make all the... You know what I mean? Like, it, it's it's money and, and time. and Nothing against Little Mermaid, folks. It just popped into my head. So don't beat me up there. Well, Disney is obviously it, doing all those because they're making money. Money to be made. Right. So that's what I'm asking. It's a that's why they do it. Is money. Do you think it will it bridge what I guess it's a reboot if they do it. Do you think they'll go, do you think they're going to do that? I mean, why bring Kirk into any of this if you're going to not do something with him later? I don't. Well, you make a good point there. Why why bring him in if unless they're going to do something with him? I'll I tell you what, if, if we find out throughout the season that let's say like you run into a Bones or you run into another, then now that you got to tell me they're putting the pieces together. Well, they already it, have Spock. They already have Uhura. I, so I know. That's what I'm saying. Right. But if, they if, hinted at a Scotty in season one. They did. Right. But luckily that, that was a bait and switch. And now we're getting yeah. uh, uh, Carol, what's her face uh, as the new engineer. Right. 
But my point is, if we if those other people's names come up or get dropped, then there's a bigger plan that they're trying that they're just not saying it because it'll probably be piss everybody off. But I hope not because we don't need another reboot because they keep talking now. Nothing's happened, but they keep talking about doing a fourth Kelvin verse movie with that crew. But we're now fourteen years past been, that movie. Yeah, they've been talking about that for a long time. I know because the original one. The original reboot movie came out in 2009. Yeah. It's so. too bad. It's too bad because it was casted well. I don't know. Interesting thoughts. I, I uh, It'll be interesting to see what they do with that. I, I will watch the show. I liked the first season. I just don't want to see Kirk. It just And he doesn't even look, I don't know. He doesn't look like Kirk. You're right. Or a Kirk. Like, I didn't know if Christopher Pine was looked like Kirk, but he certainly is. This, this Kirk just doesn't have the charisma. It looks like to me, as much as he like, he definitely doesn't have as much charisma as Pike. No, right. That's the thing. I mean, yes, Captain Kirk is charismatic, but that's why I don't want him on the show because how much charisma can you have in a single, you know, bridge? We already have Pike. He oozes charisma, and I love him. Yeah. It's it, but he has the same look and feel as that fucked up Superman they ca- casted for the TV show that's uh, the Lois or whatever it is now that's out there. Oh, Taylor Hotchner or whatever his name is. Yeah, he's got about. Yeah, it just doesn't feel right. Anyways, I don't know. We'll see. I hope. I hope that they don't waste time on uh, that Kirk, but we'll find out in the season. Um, third piece of news. We talked a little bit about it last time, I believe, but it's gotten worse for uh, Jonathan Majors. Like really worse. See, I haven't been following. I I know there was talk a few weeks ago, or a couple of few weeks ago, about maybe some domestic violence charges. Well, that's, so that's all alleged. It's all alleged. Well, it's gotten worse because at the time uh, when that first came out, his lawyers said, "Hey, we're going to the DA and we're going to get this thing dropped right away." But now we're a month in. More people have come forward. Uh, he got dropped by a couple of movies. His PR agency dropped him, and his other agencies dropped him. So now he's facing some consequences without being found guilty or anything, guys. This is not – nothing's in court. It, I don't know any facts. Right, right. Michael doesn't know any facts. We're not saying he did anything. So um, that – but the fact is these things are happening around him. So my question is, did he? will he lose the king, you know, character? That's an excellent question because, I mean, obviously Marvel has put a lot of thought and a lot of time and a lot of money because Kang is the big bad Yeah, the next two phases. Yeah. Now, because it's multiple and alternate Earths, they could get away with recasting him. I mean, we saw at the end, spoiler alert. I didn't see Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, so we, yeah. I mean, I'll leave it alone then. Yeah. But we know that King is the big bad throughout for this. Well, let me just say this. We already know from the Loki show. Yep. He's already slated and filmed season two. So they're not going to pull that. Well, what I'm saying is if they had to recast him, we know that one of Loki's alternates was, you know, a, a blonde woman. Right. Right. So even though most of the Kings might look all the same, there are variants out there that would not look like. So if the plausible, if, it's plausible there. So we wouldn't, yes. we could, we, it's plausible. That's my point. Now, obviously if these are all true and he's, you know, brought to trial and all that stuff, fuck him. Right. Well, I yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, Disney can't, you, you can't, you know, this is a family, it's a family oriented entertainment and Marvel with kids. Like you just can't. But, and let me, let me be clear here. I'm one of those, you know, always believe women. I think you should. Um, but let me just throw this out here and I'm not defending him in any way, shape or form. Well, we don't know anything yet. So, it's, you know, I I'm mean, not, I'm not even talking Jonathan majors. I'm not, but the whole Justin Roiland thing where he was booted off everything and all the charges were dropped. Right. So again, I'm not I'm not defending Justin Roiland at all. Um, but he he lost all those things. Now, from what I understand, again, this is through what I've read online. So you take that with a grain of salt. 
that there were other issues, that Justin was a dick, that he was pretty much removed from the writing staff of Rick and Morty after, what, season two or three, something like that. But again, I wasn't there. I can't speak to any of that. So all I know is that the charges were dropped. So he lost all of that, and then nothing was charged. Did he do something? Kind of feels like it, but, (laughs) you know, so I don't know. I mean, it sucks because we're not there. And again, I'm not, you know, I'm not defending Jonathan Majors. I'm not defending Justin Roiland. I'm just saying... Believe I think women, it just but- points to you know it points to like look the money that amount the the amount of money that's put into entertainment and or influencing of people and the, the what stars get athletes get politics whatever they are uh, fallible and when you start when you when you start pulling the money that these people pull there's a responsibility and these companies are fronting a lot of money to make these movies yes they're they make their money. It's not that, but not, you know, it, it is still one person can derail a project that, that he put. If somebody does something, I'm not saying that he did it, but I'm saying if, if, if a star does something and puts in jeopardy, a film that has, you know, $500 million behind it with all those people working on it and can derail it that easy because of a stupid, whatever that they did is pretty amazing. I mean, there's it's it's that's how fragile it is to make. How many things can go wrong to make a movie, let alone make a good one? <laughs> you know exactly, exactly. So, anyways, if they find him, whatever is going to happen is going to happen. I just wonder that. I mean, will, will we find out if he loses Kang, and then they've got to redo some things? Um, whatever is in the can is in the can, much like the uh, the Flash movie. Um, you know, they shot all that stuff before. Uh, What's his name? Ezra? No. Ezra Miller. Yeah. Ezra Miller. Before they uh, went through whatever they went through um, in their life situation. So that movie's been sitting in a can because they didn't know what to do with it because of all that stuff. And, you know, it just goes back to some people are not going to see that movie because of that. They shouldn't put it out, they said. But that stuff was all shot before that happened. So how do you, why do you, there's a lot of people that put money and time and all the other actors and, you know, it affects everyone. So. Right. It's a tough situation. So hopefully it gets resolved. Hopefully whatever that'll be, it's in control of the right justice, I suppose. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought Jonathan Majors was fantastic and all the things we've seen him in. But if he's done these things, fuck him. Well, you pay consequences. You have to pay consequences unless you're – I'm not even going to go there. Yeah, I was going to all know where you're going. Let's not go there. Let's not go there. Um, all right. Let's go to our geek this week. Michael, you have a list like crazy. Well, I, I'll go through it pretty quickly in that I started reading uh, Bourdain's The Definitive Oral Biography again. It's only taken me like two years to read it. It's one of those things. It's a massive tome and it's only like 400 pages with pictures and not all pictures, but sections of pictures and I, I set it down and then I forget about it for months. So I, I'm trying to actually finish it. I mean, I enjoy it. I just, one of those things I set down and I forget about, unfortunately. I get it. Cause idiot me did not bring my Kindle on accident. So uh, <laughs> I can't read Lord of the Rings and I'm. You probably only have like a thousand more pages to go. I do, but I'm by myself in a, in a hotel waiting for a lease to sign in, in a parts unknown. So. Probably could have uh, knocked out some pages there, Joe. Absolutely. Well, you can you can download the app and read it on your phone or a tablet. Yeah, I know. It's not as nice. As I can read it on the computer. I like my Kindle. So do I. I prefer it as well. We are not, um, we are not uh, sponsored by Amazon or Kindle, but not. if they would like to, and if they would like Michael and I to try out their brand new Kindle. Oh, the Kindle Scribe? Yes, yeah. that can be bought. Uh, bought, but we'll give a review. So anybody out there from Amazon World, give us a hook. <laughs> <laughs> give money, please. Yeah. Uh, also, just showed up today. I ordered They Call This Enemy by George Takei. 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 I'm going to fuck it up. Uh, by him, uh, Justin Isinger and Stephen Scott, illustrated by Harmony Becker. It's basically my cousin. I don't know who that is. Probably not. If not, if you don't know him. 
<laughs> There's a lot of cousins I don't know. What are you talking about? That's true. That's true. Um, basically, it's the story of the time uh, young George spent in an internment camp during oh, World yeah. War II. All because he happened to be of Jeff, Japanese uh, ethnicity. Yeah. So uh, that one on sale was over 50% off. It's been on my wish list for a while. Check out. <laughs> What's George suffering worth to Michael? 50% off. That's what George's suffering is to Michael. <laughs> you know, you have a great story, George, but I sure as fuck ain't paying full price for it. I don't care what you went through. I don't care what camp you went through or what you hardships you've had. It, it's only worth 50% to me. When you say it like that, <laughs> this is how it sounded. Like I just, oh, that was no, a really no. good story. I've got a lot. Of, I've got a huge backlog of comics. I, I got. I wish I could have the screen pan this right next to me. I've got a pile of comics that I haven't read yet that I keep buying, and I need to start reading them. And that's not including all the digital shit I have. But I this was one of those things I wanted to read, and I got an alert it went on sale, and then I noticed, oh man, that's really on sale. <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> I also pre-ordered Batman Catwoman by Tom King and Clay Mann. It's uh, it's a DC Black label, which means it's it takes place in a different reality. For those of you that have been following the Batman comic back when Tom King was writing it, he wrote it for many, many issues for a couple few years there. And there was the whole Batman Catwoman wedding. Are they going to get married? Obviously, they didn't because Batman's not going to get married. Yeah. But. But he wanted He's to not actually lose half his fucking bat cave in a divorce to anybody. Oh my god! <laughs> but I, I guess Tom actually—I I don't know—but the the gist is that Tom actually wanted them to get married, and um, he wanted to continue his story. And then there was some disagreement, so he left the book. Someone else came over and took Batman, but basically DC said, "Here's your chance. Tell your Batman Catwoman story." But it can't be in the main continuity, so we're going to call this an Elseworlds in the, on the DC Black Label. So he can tell the story, but it's not canon. Anyhow, well, what is canon? Well, it's not the main, okay. not the main continuity within the DC universe. Or the DC yeah, but I, I, I guess with there's so many fucking Batman stuff that they're not all can't like, I don't know what the thing, none, there's only one theme or one line, but there's a billion Batmans. What the hell's the difference? They don't even, do they even need to well, say that's it? The thing. You just, you stamp it with that black label. Right. And you can tell non-canon stories. You can tell any story you want. Cause I've got a couple of them. I got the one, I can't remember the name now, but I just got the one by Jock. And then I've got the other one that was by, uh, is it Brian Azzarello? Um, where basically Batman dies at the end. It's a really good story, though. Really good. Okay, cool. So, cool, cool, cool. Anyway, that's my geek this week. Well, I only have one, and it's one of those things like when you're in a hotel and you're watching TV and nothing's on, but then you see the word Tombstone come on. It is a good movie. I have to, and it's like you just put it on, so... um. It's just so good. It's so iconic. It's so much fun. Val Kilmer. I mean, it's just the people in it. It's a great cast. It's it's damn near a comic book when you watch it because it's uh, it's folklore. We don't know. It's based off history, but um, and everybody just embodies their role uh, and fits. You know, you got Sam Elliott, Bill Paxton, you know, Kurt Russell as Wyatt and um, Val Kilmer, plus. Uh, uh, Oh, who's Johnny Ringo? The guy from Terminator, Michael Bean. Michael, oh yeah, he's great in it. And uh, Powers Booth, which you know what? That's the one of the only movies I've seen him in where he gets lost in the character because he just looks so different. He got the mustache, the hat, like he gets lost in that character, and you just don't even know it's Powers Booth, you know? Because everything else, he's kind of uh, similar. What about uh, Billy Zane? Oh yeah, Billy Zane. Yeah, I was gonna say Powers Booth. What about? Um, Oh shit! What's the name of that movie? God, getting old is the best, kids. I right, really take your creatine. Yeah, or Prevagen. <laughs> Prevagen. <laughs> oh, yeah, creatine's for getting large. Yeah, Mike, Mike needs Prevagen. Michael needs. Uh, Anyways, it's such a fun movie. It's you know, I'm not trying to be a dead horse here, but it's you know one of those things you just it's on, nothing's going on, you watch it. No, but real quick, what was that movie? Uh, Wolverines. Um, 
80s movie, Patrick Swayze, Charlie Sheen. Oh, oh. Jennifer Grey. And they remade the damn thing. Red Dawn. Red Dawn, thank you. He was in that? Yeah, Yeah, but but he's always the same. This one just just felt different. Right, you're probably right. Um, All right, so we've talked about sponsors, and if you want to sponsor the show as a company, let us know. But anyways, but if... if, uh, we want a little fun sponsorship from the people who listen. Check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash kybercast. And you can help out the podcast itself. Keep those wheels running and we will try to do our part. But, um, you know, hey, give it us a shout out there. All right. Mandalorian season three, the finale. And I say, is it a season finale or is it a series finale? Uh it ended strangely, in my opinion. Um, like the fight, like that, it ended with an epilogue in a, in a way um, that felt interesting. Like they could stop the show, but anyways, uh, from a thirty thousand foot point of view, Michael, do you think they stuck the landing for season three? Um. Yes, but it's it's a nine point oh. It's not a ten. Yeah, I agree with that. I I, I, I agree. They stuck it with one foot. I mean, the other foot wobbled. <laughs> yeah, they, you know, season two. I mean, surprises. Luke shows up. I mean, oh my god, it blew my mind. This was good, but it wasn't the season two finale. If that makes sense. Yeah, it felt a bit. Um, God, it's weird. Like almost too easy. But there was parts towards this. I will say that there were instances you think, how are they going to get out of this? Like they're losing. Look, they're not going to kill Dan or Grogu, right? Right. Or Din Grogu. We'll leave that later. Um, So you know they're going to get out of it. But there was, it got a little bit fearful when you get the Praetorian guards. I know we're jumping directly to the end, but this episode was very action oriented a lot of great action it felt big you know there's a lot of big things happened in it you saw uh basically the unification through battle of the mandalorians coming together i will say that as fans we probably as well not probably i know we do we read more into things than maybe the writers even do because we're like who's a spy who set up bo katan and in their heads, that in their heads, nobody was even set up. But the way it was presented to everybody, it felt like they were set up. And we thought maybe the armorer was against because she had the same horns on her helmet as um, Moff Gideon. And going back to the the Maul Delorean days when, you know, right. you know. Anyways, so we thought maybe they were together, and it was the symbolism of it. Maybe that will be later. It'll be thought through. Um, maybe it'll come back. But it just felt like. There was really no – it felt like playing a video game on easy mode. I could see that. Um, I, I'm right there with you in that you're right. Neither uh, the Jarns were going to die. Um, I did expect a major death, and that did not happen. Well, we got it, this, we got it before. Obviously, we did. With uh, was that Previsla? Yep. No, Paz. Previsla. I thought Paz was the older one, the one no. from the cartoon. No, that's Pre. Regardless, uh, one of the Vizlas died. Um, so, but I was still thinking. Well, like you said, I thought the armor. I thought she's going to be because last episode was called Spies. So I'm like, she's working with them. And then when what's his face Axe is that his name flew off? Yeah. It's like, oh, maybe he's the spy. And maybe that was intentional to give us a bunch of red herrings because when they all started flying back in, when they came in, you know, to bring the ground, you know, to bring the, you know, the fight back onto the surface, at first I was like, where's the armorer? I don't oh, yeah, see all of us were. Yeah, yeah, I was too. I was like, where's where's the armor? We, we, we haven't seen her for a while. What's going on? And then she just jumps with the rest of them. I'm like, oh. So. Well, you, other- you hear her voice first. Your, yes. your reinforcements are on the way. But so I will fully admit I was wrong. 
I totally expect someone to betray the Mandalorians. Did not happen at all. So all of my conjecture and, you know, supposition from last episode, I completely blew it. And maybe it was structured that way or maybe it was just unintentional, you know? Right. I was kind of hoping... Um, so we, basically this was an all, it's not that there was, wasn't story in this. There definitely was story in it. Um, a lot of action. What did you think? Uh, so two thoughts popped in my head. What did you think of how they tidied up the, 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 um, Gideon, Gideon storyline of like the clones were of him and the, you know, and, and, you know, from that's what the, he was, but he's been working on that to make himself immortal basically yeah. oh it was he was using the empire what remained of the empire well he was seizing power right like he there's a power gap so he's going to try right. and fill it at this point there are we we've learned you know from the shadow council there are those that are actually still trying to bring palpatine back that's what project necromancer is right he doesn't give a fuck about that he no. wants to be the leader but right. he's playing along with them to get what he needs so we can eat up all the power he can. Right. Obviously that didn't work. So did you, did you like that though? That tidiness of that? Yeah. Cause he, he was, he, he was all about himself since we first met him in season one. It was not, I mean, they gave hints that, or we, I think took hints that this was somehow going to be related, you know, tie in and how it was going to somehow better explain how Palpatine came back in the sequel trilogy but no he it was completely self well, it kind of it, it kind of does say how he comes back i mean well, yeah because obviously they're yeah. working along those lines trying well he says a couple things right it's i've got clones of myself infused with the force right so that's what he was working on so that that technology is going to be taken somewhere else obviously well or um, maybe it's just it just lets us know that it's possible so when they discover it during project med necromancer i mean right He's not the only one probably have figured that out. Right. Um, so, yeah, I kind of like that tidiness of it. Now, we he is dead, right? We saw him go on the fire, but how good is that Beskar? We didn't see a body. Yeah, you know. always be s- suspicious if you don't see a body. Yeah, exactly. So we don't know again, and he, these people survive things. He's got this new, cool new Beskar that's going. Well, I mean, somehow Palpatine came back. <laughs> somehow. Um Somehow Palpatine returned. Returned, yeah. Uh, Yeah. So I liked liked that tidiness of it. I liked, you know, Moff Gideon's thing. Well, I think that tidiness ties into something you said earlier. You know, you're kind of suggesting that this could be a good spot to end the show. Maybe maybe it was planned until this other plans come in and now they can... Well, I I look at it more this way. You know, we've heard from, you know you know, different news sites and stuff and comments they've made that they've, they keep saying they've got a lot of story to tell. Well, yeah. You know, Filoni's doing a movie, so that's going to come somewhere down the line, probably bring all these series that are in the same time period together for like a capstone movie. But I think it does tie well. And I think what we're seeing here is an end, not of the series, but of phase one of the Mandalorian. Because feels like it for sure. Like yeah. We've capped it off. I mean, obviously, we have not seen and won't see season four for a while yet. But it's clear that right now, this is the jewel, the Star Wars jewel in Disney's crown. Yeah. So they're not going to put this to bed quite yet. And we're going to get a shifted focus in season two, which sounds like a hell of a lot of fun. Um, You know, Grogu and Din kicking some... Imperial Remnant ass? Yeah. I'm in. I'll watch that. Why not? Yeah, 100%, dude. I don't know if I... Well, again, they hinted at the Outer Rim part of it, you know, like joining the Republic, like you said. Um, they had, Now, if you looked at that scene, you notice that all the directors were in that scene, right? Except for Rick. Yep. So I Well, I didn't catch all of them, but I definitely saw Filoni. Yeah. Uh, so it makes sense. Doug Ching, I think, might have been in there. Nice. Um, was Bryce Dallas Howard in that scene? 
No, I don't. I didn't see her. I don't know if everybody was, but I saw a few people that like. Oh, gotcha. I think that's Doug Chang. Um, where was I going? There was uh, something in my head that I forgot about. But anyways, um, I thought. Oh, when they were all lighting the forge up at the end. Yes. I thought maybe that would have been cool if they said we are now united, and the new way is we can take our helmet off. <laughs> That would have definitely made things much easier for Pedro Pascal. And yeah, we get to see what the armor looks like and the, you know, it's like the new way like because the, the, the dark saber is now destroyed or maybe it could be fixed. I don't know. It's destroyed. Do you want it to be fixed? No, I'm glad it's, it's kind of interesting that it's all, but, but what that meant to me was a break of tradition. Yes. That, that's why I thought maybe the traditions were going to break for them too. We have lost our traditions. Let's build a new one. And well, we I think, I mean, I, I see, hear what you're saying. I, I don't think that's a bad idea. But they've been pretty militant about keeping those helmets on. So I don't know if they'd give that up so quickly. But as far as the Darksaber being destroyed, yes. Because now it's not going to be that thing where everyone looks to it and like, I need the Darksaber to yeah, lead. It's not Excalibur anymore. Well, yeah. Because, you know, as... Bo-Katan said, you know, we've been in civil war for our existence. Like, we so we have peace for a little bit, and then we start fighting amongst ourselves. And if the Darksaber was still there, eventually someone's going to come for it, and there's going to be another civil war. By destroying the Darksaber, you're kind of saying, okay, this is not the Kingmaker anymore, or the Queenmaker, or the Rulermaker, ruler whatever maker, you want to call right. it. It's, this is a new beginning for Mandalore, and I'm excited because I'm now curious if in this Ray movie that's still a few years out, as she begins to rebuild the Jedi, is there going to be a resurgent Mandalore? It's possible, for sure. I would like to see that because, you know, the Mandalorians, a lot of their weapons were meant for fighting Jedi. Correct. Well, because of the old days, but then there was a time where they were together, which if you see the Clone right. Wars, it wasn't. Right, right, right. But still, I mean, battle. you know, the ropes were for tying up the Jedi hands so they can't use their Jedi. Right. You know, or the lightsabers, blah, blah, blah. The fire because it's more spread out than blaster fire, blah, blah, blah. There's all these cool things that, you know, Mandalorians have, you know, different weapons to take on Jedi. So with a resurgent Mandalore, Will they be a source of conflict in the Ray movie? I realize I'm saying I'm looking way too far in the future. No, it's, a, it's an interesting thought. I think it's a, you know, but maybe we'll see. Maybe they'll go to Mandalore, though, regardless. Right. Well, in, in this 15 years past, you know, the last, you know, trilogy of films, which puts us 20, 30 years past this time period. Yeah, roughly. So if Grogu, Grogu or Din Grogu. Right is about 50-ish now, in 30 more years in his time, he should be at least a, a small child. Maybe he'll say some words. <laughs> right. There's, there's some, you know, if you look up Yoda, Yoda was teaching younglings at 100 years old, so he was talking. So when the fuck is this going to happen? Like, enough. Right. It's time, it's time for a voice. I'm ready for that, too. Um. Where was I going to go? I had, I had a thought lined up and I forgot where I was going to go, but that's okay. Um, oh, if you remember in the last episode, I made a prediction and I thought for sure we would end on some kind of epilogue of Thrawn, like maybe those, the council talking and Thrawn turning around and saying, well, you know, we have other plans or whatever like that. Right. Didn't happen, which I think is a miss. Yep. I, I think so too. I, no I don't post, know. Post, no post credit scene. We could have got a post credit scene. Come on. A post credit Thrawn scene would have gone a long way to lead us into Ahsoka, right? Kind of, okay, this, this series is done, but Ahsoka's coming this summer. So here's your little wet of the appetite for that show. I think that would have been perfect. Yeah, that was a miss. Again, I'll make a, yeah, I'll make another stupid prediction. Maybe well, we, we've been so good so far. Yes, please make yeah. another. <laughs> well, at the end there, uh, Din Grogu looks into the sea and he feels 
puts his hand and he kind of feels the uh, mythosaur in there because the mythosaur opens the eyes, yeah. right? It's a little force thing. We know that Grogu has stopped giant beasts yep. from yep. Book of Boba Fett and, uh, and f- you know, other beasts even from season one. Will Grogu be the one to ride the mythosaur? You know, you bring up, that's an excellent point to bring up. And why I still think it's possible that a resurgent Mandalore could be a problem for Rey in her movie. Because if now we have a Force-sensitive near Jedi, if he's the one that, you know, tames the Mythosaur, and does he become the leader of Mandalore? What's she going to do with that? Because he's, again, Force-sensitive, a former, you know, youngling. Well, if you go back to the lore, the that's how the Darksaber was crafted by the uh, a Jedi Mandalorian. Exactly. So maybe maybe they are playing the long game. Maybe that is going to be one of the sources of conflict. Now, that said, he'd still only be like around 30 years from now, even if they stretch but I don't know what his reason be to, to attack Jedi would be. No, but... No. Or maybe... Or maybe they use it as something else. Maybe they use it as a way to join the new Jedi with the Mandalorian against some other threat that we're not aware of yet. Right, right. Because he's definitely a bridge for that, being both a Mandalore and a former, right, very briefly trained as a Jedi. Uh, Yeah, a trained Force user, not a Jedi yet. True. Semi-trained. Well, right. He was never a Jedi, but he was definitely a youngling. We don't know how long he was a youngling on Coruscant, but it's hard to say because he... He could have been there 10 years. Yeah, exactly. He hasn't aged that much. Slow learner. <laughs> um, you know, that is an interesting way. People, I think over time, they've, if you really look at it, there's, there's a distinction between a force user and a Jedi. Jedi is an expression of a religion using that, that yes. particular power. But we've just come, I think when you're a kid, you wake up, when you're watching this, when you're a little kid, you're like, if you have force powers, you're a Jedi. Unless you have a red lightsaber, then you're Sith. Then you're Sith, right? So we didn't know think about the training and the religion of it. So when when people get all pissed off when they say, "Well, Luke's the only, was the last Jedi," you know, but look at all these other people that escaped. Well, they were either younglings that didn't become Jedi yet, and they're Force users that aren't fully trained, and the, the, right. those aren't Jedi. So it's 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 a truth from a certain point of view. <laughs> well. Even Ahsoka, at this point, we don't know where she is. Not a Jedi, is. right? She left, but then right. we saw her in Book of Boba Fett with Luke, right. working with Grogu and Luke. Right. So and maybe, maybe she, she is, is a Jedi. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Maybe she is. Maybe she came back to it. I can't remember now through all this stuff. Well, that's the thing. I, I obviously haven't read the books, which are you know apparently canon. Or maybe that's going to be one of the reveals in that show that she does – rejoin the Jedi. Who knows? Right. That's another show for another time we'll talk about later this summer. Yeah. But August. Stoked. Yeah. So you see uh not having Thrawn have a cameo as a miss. Were there other any other misses for you, Joe? Well I think just a bit of um tougher consequence or something. Just it just felt like like I said a video game on easy. They just kind of went through these things. I thought they had some real. I, I felt like there was more tension the first time Din and and Moff Gideon fought than here, for to a point. Um, and I was kind of hope. I, I do like the way they say, "Well, we we don't want to we we're better together," because she knew she had help and then take him out, which was nice. And it was nice to have all three of them work together. Yes, and I, I liked I liked the call back to to Grogu. Uh, with the safe, with the shield of fire, you know, around the fire. So that went, that was a nice, yep. you know, they did that. What, season one, season one, when they were um, pinned in that, in the, the stormtrooper flamethrower guy. Yep. One at him. Um, I think I really would have liked a little more, maybe strength from Grogu to like, maybe take out his own Praetorian guard in his own way. Like, Maybe throw him up and out like like a Luke thing that he saw when he was watching the monitor, and Luke just picks something up and throws a Death Trooper away. <laughs> I thought maybe he would have done that. Um, some just something a little like holy shit, he's stronger than freak them out a little bit. 
or maybe like be able to hold Moff getting up while they fire at him. You know what I mean? It's just some kind of a little more strength other than flipping around and running away. Uh, but that's fine. It's okay. Uh, I thought maybe he also have more weapons with the IG 11, 12. He's basically just a walking thing, but like the fucking IG 11 in, in season one, was just ripping shit, shit through town and killing stormtroopers. I thought maybe he'd figure out all those weapons right. and take out, like it would have been cooler if, and it's not about me wanting it, but I thought, you know, you're playing that the whole shields thing, which is a callback to the Darth Maul battle, right? Yeah. When he goes, goes through the thing. It would have been better or more fun if they shut off the shields, the stormtroopers, and then uh, Din's like, oh, shit, I got to do all these. But then Grogu gets in front and goes, no, and then walks in front and just fires all that shit off the, the assassins. And then just they would, they rid of all those, those troop dart. Those troopers just like, holy shit, because he's seen Luke do it. He's seen IG-11 do it. It would have been an interesting way to like just get rid of like. So in the video game, that was that was uh, they didn't get to the boss yet. Right. Because exactly. Gideon's the boss. But it would have been cool if Grogu fought off the boss. Those those I mean, the pre-boss battle and then didn't fights them and then the Praetorian guards come out and, you know, they need to do it together. But. He'd be overpowered at that point, but it would have been cool or shot all his weapons off, right? They're all yeah. gone or empty. It would have been interesting. Um, and then where I thought for sure Din was going to fire off the, uh, what are those, the birds, the whistling birds? Yeah. Like, what the hell? Were they gone? Well, I don't know. We, we just didn't see him. Maybe they didn't think to bring him in. Just kind of like, well, more to your point about having Grogu fight. I thought it would have been awesome if he had taken a hit to the chest, right? And then he pops back up because remember, he's wearing the Beskar chainmail. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The armor made him that plate. Yeah. So she made him that plate. He puts it on and then we don't see it. I thought something was going to happen with that. Yeah. Yeah. That, you know, I could see him take a a blast, like a a blaster. Freak us all out. Right. A blaster fire straight to the chest. Because, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, his little cloak comes apart and then boom, there's the, there's the sign. That would have been cool. That would have been sweet. So these are little misses. They're not, it's just, oh yeah, one, these are yeah. little misses, but also, um, well, another miss for me, not seeing as we're talking about them, season two, the dark troopers, they were robots. They were androids. Yep. And obviously Luke made quick work of them and they destroyed them. I was okay with it. Cause it was kind of cool to see the androids, but you know, time and again, yes, the empire has tried to use androids, but they keep going back to people cause they're easier to control. Well, Luke would have made just as much quick time with these dull heads too. He'd have made, he'd have ripped through everyone. Even that's Gideon, true. That's true. Gideon. But I really thought these, you know, Dark Troopers 2.0 were badass looking because they're kind of like in between a jump trooper and a yeah, they were cool looking for sure. There's a no, there's a new toy to sell. Exactly, but they're gone. I mean, they were Darth. They were they were not Darth. They were Moff Gideon's. Little creation. Now, little who knows? Who knows? Uh, but the whole point was that the, you know he was from the best car he stole. Yeah, but maybe there's something to it where they it's it's does it look is it a nice design gap between the original start the original stormtrooper, the clone troopers, Mandalorian helmet, and the stormtroopers from um, Force Awakens. Yeah, it is, and it, it's obvious you can see the through line. Right through uh, um, the rise of Skywalker, when they had jump troopers in there. Right, they fly now. They fly now. They've always flown. Well, okay. I'm glad you bring that up because <laughs> rise of Skywalker again, not reopening this whole can of worms. Well, maybe they've thing. never seen flying stormtroopers. That's you know, it's a fair statement. You That's fine. But look how it was done in that movie. They fly now. They fly now. Versus in this show where there's a whole midair fight. Come on, which one's more badass? That was a sweet battle. Yeah. For for a television show? Come on. That was really well done. Really well done. And that's why I mean it felt bigger. I think it was really – the last two episodes really felt big. So they they did a good job of of the scaling of it, uh, uh, of scaling that show. Do they lift up the series just these last two episodes, you think? Oh yeah, I mean, sure. I, didn't, I mean, it tells me all the more I didn't need the the, the ones the the Jack Black episode. Again, 
you know, Disney does them one week at a time, and that's fine. I think if they had just dumped them and we binged it, I think those slower episodes, the ones like with Jack Black or whatever, I think they would have been of less, there would be less noticeable. Consequence, yeah. Because you're like, what? Okay, that's fine. And you move on and you kind of see what the point of them all was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but that's not how they did it. And so there was room for worry, but there, there's room for us to worry, but there's also room for us to speculate. And once again, I just wanted to underline the fact that we were completely wrong. <laughs> what, what was with the Looney Tunes ending? Uh, it was just, I think, to kind of show that this is there together and they're a family now. And it just kind of, you know, they're taking a little break. This is their happy ending for now. Okay. I don't know if I needed the Looney Tunes shot, though. Well, just, just, yes, fade. Looney Tunes used it a lot, but it, it's a technique. What do they call it? The yeah. shot. Yeah. It's fine. What about, uh, we, oh, IG 11 is back. I'm good with that. It's a droid. Droids, that's the whole point of droid. Like, yeah, that's why, um, in George Lucas's mind, R2 and 3PO would be forever, plus they're an IP that you don't have to pay anybody's face for. Um, <laughs> like Chewbacca uh, for merchandising. He's not stupid. Um, and this is why everybody was fairly upset. Well, pretty upset. I was pretty upset that they were just kind of pushed away in the, the sequel. It's like the whole point was to have these droids through the through line and you've got them in the background and you had to bring your own new droids in so you can sell more toys and that's fine. But anyways, not going to go down that road again because we'll, I'll just get mad. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of droids, R five used too much. Used just no. Too much. I like it. I, I like it. I, I'm people are like oh, it's just a, this that is pandering. I'm like why can't he have adventures? Why does he have to be just the broken one? I I dug it. He's, he has a different personality. He's timid, um, yep. but he's yep. coming up around. He's you know zapped a mouse droid. Then more mouse droids come with little, little sirens, and he's like I'm just fucking flying out of here. Um, I did like that. It was fun. That was a Star Wars moment. You know, was, you know, these are Star Wars moments. Um, okay, well, of course, at the last second, something's going to stop him from opening the thing, right? Because it's got to create some tension, right. you know. Uh, but it makes you wonder. It makes me wonder. And this is me just being the cynical asshole that I am. How secure is shit? When if everyone just brings an astromech with them, they can get through anything. Yeah, slicers are. Uh, it's not. <laughs> it's a long time ago, dude. Yeah, so you know, it's not like, like now, you know. I mean, who could like even break into the, either break in or be part of the computer and let out, you know, government secrets if you're 21 year old national service, (laughs) you know. It is that easy because people. I don't know. I I think a, a species that was able to master. Faster than light travel would have better firewalls. Yeah, but they still have, but with no digital currency. I mean, come on. They do have some digital currency. Yes, physical. They still have it, like, you know, cards, smugglers, paper. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the chain codes also hold currency. Yeah, well, that's Bitcoin. That's the Bitcoin of their time. (laughs) Bitcoin. So, I don't know, anything else that, uh, no, I'm happy. It was a fun series, a fun season. Not as good as season one or two, uh, but still fun to watch. Um, the growth of Din Djarin and Grogu only happened in the last two episodes, so that's a bit of a bummer. Um, but uh, it was fun. It was fun, and you know, not everything has. I guess what I was saying when we were talking about reading more into things, like, oh, who's the spy? Who's it's still at the end of the day, this is a fun show for family and kids to watch. So to, to get so super heady and Andorian about it, that's not what this particular series is about. I, I will say this. Um, so one of the things that makes Star, Star Wars fun in a family is because no bloodshed, right? Yes, stormtroopers are dying, but blasters yeah. don't do you know the horrific cavitation that assault rifles do, right? So it it's violent, but it's not as violent as it could be, right? That said, there were a fair enough, fair amount of knives to the neck. Well, yeah, well, fucking Anakin ripped off Dooku, Dooku, Dooku's head. I mean, shit happens in Star Wars. I know, but he, yes, he did chop off his head. Hands get cut off. 
Luke. But it's always cauterized, so there's not blood and viscera well, yeah. everywhere. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we didn't see any blood here either. That's what I'm saying. But yeah. you know, <laughs> we did see blood in Force Awakens. True. But watching, you know, uh, Din throw a knife into a guy's throat. It was sweet. It was sweet. But I'm like, is that kid friendly? Yeah. Normally, blood would just start spurting out. Well, you know, I was kind of hoping they take one of the helmets off those guys and see what they were and see what they look like. I assume they, they were clones, were clones, but were they? Were they? I don't know. I thought they were too, but I don't know. Because obviously, the phase one were androids, were robots. Right. These were obviously guys wearing armor. Were they Gideon? That's like, my question. We that's don't know. That's what that. I want to see. It would have been interesting. I would have liked to have seen, like, I think if they'd, because. You didn't know his voice, though, so. They didn't. They didn't. But, you know, during the fight with Gideon and then going back to Grogu and they're having that, they could have had something like that where, you know, you know, when Din goes in there and he looks in there and, and Grogu looks and they see the face, they could have interspliced that with a scene with the fight going on in the hangar where someone you know, one of the Mandalorians hits or shoots and knocks the the mask or the helmet off and you see Gideon and that would have been like, <gasps> you know what I mean? Right, right. right. That right. would have been an awesome reveal too. Exactly. But, it's okay. As we both said. And how many of us knew that his fucking eyes were going to open up? Oh, yeah. That trope a billion times over. That, oh, that, that didn't happen. Every horror movie ever. Yeah, they should have never did that. They should just left it and then just take the tanks out. Um, but like you said, overall it was a good season. Um, overall, a good season. I, yeah. I did. I do think the last two episodes really did bring it up. I agree. Season one and season two are better. Not that this is a bad season. It was still a pretty good ending. But now, the big question, because I said it earlier that Mandalorian is kind of like the crown in the Star Wars jewel right now. But the question I have for you is: this year. Or the last within the last six months to a year, we've had Andor and season three of The Mandalorian. If you had to pick one right now to continue, which show would it be? To continue? Yeah. I mean, we both know there's more seasons coming of The Mandalorian, and we know we're getting another season of Andor. Well, I would be Mandalorian because I already know basically what's going to happen to Andor in the end, anyways. So, gun to your head, you would pick Mandalorian. Yeah, because I look, I love the Andor show, but at the end of the day, I know where he's going. That's fair. So they're going to have rebel. They're going to have rebel fights in season two and start building that. That's cool. But I kind of already know that through rebels, and where the story is going, and I know that he's going to die. So um, what spoiler? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I want to see Mandalorian is closer to what Star Wars is, and Andor is just a, a very good um, ten p.m. show on ABC when like Hill Street Blues or something. It's just a darker, bitter, different kind of thing. It's the most adult Star Wars has been. Yeah, yeah, and it's for and, and that's fine. I think I like the levels of things, you know. So, you know, uh, you know I, I like to asked, see them. I like to see them do something post and or in a different series that feels that way. Maybe it's future. Maybe it's past. That's not tied to it. I would love to see that kind of Game of Thrones version of. Star Wars, maybe, you know, that is maybe way in the past, like they talked about, that has a little bit heavier. Um, but that's as for adult, you know what I mean? Could be interesting. You know, it's funny. As I asked you that question, I thought in my head immediately, Andor is the better series. But as you spoke, I couldn't disagree with you. And I have to remember something I said way back in season one that I'm going to repeat right now that I think I've repeated in other podcasts. The Mandalorian makes me feel like I did when I was 12 years old, you know, or, or even 10 years old watching Star Wars. Right. That's what it's for. Even though I love Andor and I think it's technically a better written and better show all around. For where you and I are in life right now. Exactly. It is, like I said, the most adult Star Wars show. And I love that. But I, I, I while you were giving your answer, I couldn't disagree with you. I would. I changed my mind as you were talking. I would also pick the Mandalorian. There you go. Perfect way to end 
this episode of the Kyber cast. So Michael, how can people tell us what their thoughts are on the season finale or series finale? If they think of the Mandalorian, well, you can find us on both Instagram and Twitter. Drop us a line. We're at Kybercast. Or if Facebook is more your jam, we have both a page and a group at the Kybercast. And I don't pimp it enough. We also have Kybercast at gmail.com if you want to go old school and mail us, boomer. Right. <laughs> um, or check out if you'd like to help with the show check out uh, patreon.com slash kybercast you can look at ways to help out the show there but if you really want to help out the show do what the kids do smash that subscribe button smash it uh, tell your friends about the show through tell them they can find us at pretty much any podcatcher out there or send them to kybercast.com and they can listen to any of our shows they're all streaming at kybercast.com so That'll do it for this week, and uh, next week we will cover Picard series finale. Will he die? Will he become another android? What will happen to the crew? (laughs) All that and more next week. This is the way. I have spoken. What a piece of junk. Boring conversation anyway.